Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour number two, Sports Sunday. Rashad Taylor, Joe Fisher here with you on this gorgeous, gray, cloudy sky Sunday. (laughs) We got that nice week of uh, summer weather, and then it was back to reality. Back to reality, back to life, back to reality. That's us right now. We're back to this is Portland for you for the next couple weeks. It should be better. May's right around the corner. You know, and I tried to give you a little bit of hope, a little bit of sunshine with this whole uh, use, of Nur- use of Nurkic playing well on Friday and they're playing teams close and only losing by one possession. But my God, sadder. the text line right now. That just makes me more sad. The text line is on one. And I, you know what? Here's the cold part. I'm with most of what they're saying. Like, tired of player development that goes nowhere. Absolutely. 100%. Like, how how many more times can you draft this guy and wait for him to pop and hope that it comes through? Like, man, at the, I, you know who's not doing player development? The Lakers. The Clippers. At this point, the uh, the Jazz. You know, well, like, oh, they're not the, the, the Nets. They're not worried about player development. They are worried about winning today and how can we win today i think this is where blazer front office and who's been running this team for the last 20 25 years the higher ups this is where they're (laughs) they're probably not happy with the current landscape of how the nba and how fans react and everything because the blazers have been able to sell 
one thing over the last 20, 25 years now, and that's hope. Oh, we're almost there. Hopefully we do better next season. Well, in today's sports landscape, rings matter more than anything else. No one, no one really cares about how good you are. No one cares what your stats are. No one cares if you hit a buzzer beater in the first round. It was cool in the moment, but as time goes on, everybody looks at it. Okay, cool. You just won a first round against a team OKC that's now broken up and okay, whatever. It, it doesn't matter anymore. So is it a cool NBA moment in history? For sure. Damien's buzzer buzzer beater. That's That's amazing when it happened. But now as time moves on and other teams get better ahead of you, the Jazz, who are, they're a mid-market team. They're better. Phoenix, mid-market team. They're better. These teams are starting to creep up above you, and you fall down the ladder. And again, when rings speak louder than anything than they ever have, I mean, really, people don't care what you've done unless you have a ring. Bingo. It's it's 100% what people care about now. So the Blazers, who have sold hope the last 20, 25 years, well, Fans are tired of hope and tired of what this team could be and they what they want it to be, and that's a championship team. They've been waiting 50 years nearly for another ring, and this city is just not having having hope anymore. And they, I think, they want it more than ever. And one of the main things, at least to me, is uh, the fact that we are a one-sport city. 100%. You know, the fact that, you know— there, is, uh, there isn't a uh, competing football team, a neighboring football team or a baseball team or something like that to kind of take our mind off of it. You think if Portland had a football team, we'd give a damn about the Blazers being mediocre? Probably not. Probably not. We, no, granted, people would still care. You know, however, if the Portland firefighters or whatever they're going to name the, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever they're going to name the team, like if they come out and they're, even if they're mediocre or, or, or worse because they'd be an expansion team, for the next few years, like the energy and everything is going to be there. And, you know, I just think Portland not having that other team to really compete with, just it, they can give us whatever product they want to. And we don't have a choice to, but to, but to take it. Like, I mean, I was, I was there during the jailblazer era, you know, right before that, right after that, it was, a, it, it was, it was bad. It was ugly. It was sure. bad. I so, was a Hornets fan for a, a couple of years because of that time frame. I was like, I'm not rooting for this team. They are garbage. You know, they have, their best players are like um, Abdur Rahim and Theo Ratliff, Sharif Abdur Rahim. I was like, I, I mess with Abdur Rahim though. I mean, these great players, they were cool. Yeah. I mean, but the, when it was when they were on the Blazers, that team was trash. And so I, I was not messing with the Blazers at all. And then once Brandon Roy came around, and again that team, you could sell hope again. Look what we got. We got. Brandon Roy, we got Lamarcus Aldridge. We drafted Greg Oden, number and, one. No, and look I think, at look at what this team could be. And basically, ever since that point, the Blazers have been able to sell like, oh, we we are almost there. We are just we're you know slowly who, climbing up that ladder, guys. You know who else sold hope for the longest time? The Philadelphia 76ers. Trust the process. Yep, we're gonna be there. Chill, like just be patient. It's gonna happen. And then what do you know? Top of the Eastern Conference almost every year for the past, what, four or five years that Joel Embiid has been healthy and playing. And now literally like, the top. Now, right now the top. Arguably the MVP of the league in Joel Embiid uh, this year. Like, where's that for Portland? Like, and I think that's the the main thing is you're seeing all these teams that aren't supposed to be good, man, have their uptick. Phoenix, yep. all of a sudden. Utah, those are our contemporaries as Blazers. That's a those those are the two teams that are like yeah Phoenix those are those are the two rivals that Portland has the Clippers the Clippers and Look obviously at their uptick. you know they and again they 
but they went for it. They traded for Paul George. We had that opportunity. Obviously, Pacers didn't want to give him up to Portland because of Kevin Pritchard, but Blazers have had these opportunities to really go for it. And don't I, I do you not understand? Do you do you not get why Pritchard said no? I would have did the same thing. Unfortunately, <laughs> seriously, the, why? the, the way you did me, yeah. the way you did me after yeah. like after two years after I rebuilt that franchise, you're no, absolutely not. I'm not exactly. giving you anything. Not giving you anything. I'm so sorry. No, so, I mean, you look at these other teams around the league, the Clippers, Suns, Jazz. I mean, you even look at the Mavericks. I mean, it. I mean, granted, you did draft a generational player in Luka Doncic, so that does definitely help things. But all, the Nuggets even, they haven't, the Nuggets haven't regressed by any means, kind of like the Blazers have. They're still the middle of the pack Western Conference, one of the best teams in the Western Conference, and they too have an MVP like candidate in Jokic. So you look around the team. I mean, you know what the Nuggets did? They made sure they didn't get a, a carbon copy of their two best players. And when they <laughs> did have a carbon copy of their two best players, what they do? They, they traded got, one of them to Portland. Yep, they got rid of one. And so now, now Jamal Murray's out. What do you know? Michael Porter Jr. looks like he could be an All Star on on the rise all of a sudden for this team because you were able to give the, a, a different look. The Bla- You're not getting a different look for the Blazers. And what is that, a, a versatile athletic wing? What are those? Gosh. What are those? You mean Carmelo? Be nice. <laughs> I mean, in 2007, 2008, yes, that was Melo. Be nice but, to have one of those. Yeah, we don't have one of those. And that's the difference between you look at all the teams that are going for championships. The Clippers have one. The Suns have one. Utah has one. The uh, uh, – now the Nuggets have another one with Michael Porter Jr. Obviously, uh, the Mavericks have one. But are, are we the only team in the Western Conference without that guy on the wing? Yeah. That's pretty disheartening. I'm just saying. They're, they're, that's all good to have a type. But if your type keeps getting you in the trouble, if you know you like blonde hair and blue eyes and big booze, but that always seems to get you arrested or, get you in, or leaves you broken and lonely, then maybe it's time to switch up your type. A little bit, but I just can't let her go. That's what I'm saying, and that's <laughs> and that's why you're in the same rut that you're always in. So She's just, so hot, dude. Don't be like the Blazers. <laughs> Make a decision, a good one for yourself. All right. Um, I said that I want to look at the teams that are around them in the standings because I got the remaining schedule up for the teams, and I also want to, like I said, break down those teams that are basically in that playing tournament territory that our Blazers will be playing or they're trying to fight against or, you know, even the team above them, the Mavericks. I mean, it not a lot of confidence right now in how the Blazers would fare against any of those teams. So we'll get into that next sports Sunday right here on 1080 the fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. We're talking, talking about the Blazers and the fact that they're in play-in tournament territory. The team that they would play in the play-in tournament, they played on Friday. And they play again today. They lost to them on Friday and gave up a gazillion points in the paint. And it seemed like every possession was a fast break for the Grizzlies that they scored on. So that doesn't give you a lot of confidence. And and also, who was it that the Blazers beat last year or a few months ago to get into <laughs> really the playoffs yeah. and in the playoff tournament or in the play uh, and out of the play in tournament into the playoffs? Who was it? The Grizzlies. Think they still got that on their mind a little bit. Maybe a chip on their shoulder. 
And while the Blazers, if they find themselves in that 7-8 seed game, they aren't completely out of it. Because if you play that 7-8 seed game and you win, you get the 7 seed. You lose, you then have to play the winner of the 9-10 game. And at this point in the Western Conference, it's locked in who's going to be 7 through 10. It's Blazers, Grizzlies, Spurs, Warriors. In that order, maybe we'll see. Um, but right now, that's what it's looking like. That that That's locked up right now. The Pelicans are like four games behind the Warriors, and the Warriors have been playing pretty good lately. And that begs the question, if you lose that game against the Grizzlies and have to play against the Spurs or the Warriors, does that give you a lot of confidence either? Because you lost to the Spurs earlier in the season, and it took a, granted you were without Dame, but last possession win against the Spurs recently to get that victory. Or you play the Warriors, who, again, you've you've beaten this season, but you also gave up a career-high 62 points to Steph Curry. So at this point, this season for the Blazers, it could be over in a matter of seconds just from watching how they've played lately and against teams that you've won and you've lost against pretty handily both ways. So, I mean, the Warriors at this point are looking really, really good. They're very competitive and kind of like the Blazers, not good defense, but if they have Curry clicking and – they, they could put up 130 easily, 140, for God's sakes, and then they'd they'd win that one. And looking at the remaining schedule for these teams, Rashad, Golden State and Memphis, they have the 26th and 28th hardest schedule remaining. <laughs> so basically, me- Memphis... And- Pretty much, a, a, um, you know, they just walk right into the playoffs. Yeah, Memphis, they have the third easiest schedule. Opponent win percentage is 44%. Uh, Dallas has the second easiest schedule the rest of the way. So, I mean, as far as the Blazers catching uh, the Mavericks for that six seed, if anything, the the lead is just going to grow for the Mavericks because they have the easiest schedule remaining. I mean, their toughest opponents on the way out of the season are literally the Nets, Heat, Grizzlies, and Warriors. Uh, Memphis, again, they're right behind Dallas as far as easiest schedule, they have the third easiest schedule remaining. And then golden state, they have the fifth easiest remaining schedule the rest of the way. The only team that has a harder schedule with you, that's kind of around the same standings is the Spurs. The Spurs have the toughest remaining schedule to go in the league. They have to play the jazz twice, the Suns twice, the nets and the 76ers blazers right now. They have the seventh hardest remaining schedule. And you've got teams like the jazz, the Suns, the nets, the nuggets, the Lakers, the Hawks, and the Grizzlies twice. <laughs> uh, we we, so we brought this up the a blazers... few weeks ago, but it's like, man, the blazers could find themselves in the eight seed. If the warriors are able to take advantage of that easy schedule there and they're able to leapfrog the Spurs, they could very well leap leapfrog the blazers and get that eight seed. And then you have to, if you find yourself as a nine seed, then it's a one and done. If you lose to those Spurs, you're done. You don't get a second chance to try and claim the eight seed. So again, this season could be over before we know it. And I know there are a lot of people saying that the Blazers won't fall to the ninth seed from seventh, but shoot, we didn't think they would fall from fifth to seventh this fast. And, you know, here they are. But I asked multiple <laughs> times during the hater to love it segment, um, a month, couple months ago, 
are the Blazers overrated? And, you know, love Mike to death, but he said, no, I think this is where they are. They're middle. They're a four or five seed team. When they get they, when they get CJ Nurk back, that's only going to help them. And they're going to maintain this. And he, he was right. I mean, I was, you know, I was sipping the Kool-Aid at the same time. It's like, well, yeah, they could only get better if they get two of their better players back. You know, they'll be right in the thick of things. And that has just not come to fruition at all. No, it's it's been again, it's it's pretty pretty sad. And you look at this and the Blazers are currently uh two games ahead, two full games ahead of San Antonio. Uh and San Antonio's obviously in the ninth spot, could move up to get that eighth spot. Again, you mentioned how hard their schedule is. Uh the Blazers schedule doesn't get any easier. The Warriors, like number one, how fun are the play in games going to be? Like, I mean, just just go, let's go ahead and say that. So in these play in games, you're gonna have uh, Damian Lillard, John Morant, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan is still really good. Like, I mean, he's a, he doesn't get the the shine that he used to when he played. I mean, but, really, just sell that team by saying uh, they still got Pop as a head coach. But, and Pop so. is their head coach, and DeMar DeRozan is still like a ball. As long player. as he's so still calling the plays, they, they'll they're, always they're, have they're a going to have a chance. Yeah. And so you're you're looking at man four, at least three of the most exciting players in the NBA. And Steph, Dame, and John Morant, you know, all playing in that playing game. So that's arguably going to be more entertaining in the first round of the playoffs. Because whoever, whomever wins and gets the seventh and eighth seed, uh, congratulations, you have to play Utah and Phoenix in the first round. Yeah, which, again, ha- have fun with that. Yeah, so, and especially if, if Donovan Mitchell is back and ready to go, then that's a problem if you have to play Utah. Um, I, I'm looking at the, at this uh, Phoenix team. It's the most impressive team in the NBA at this point to me. Uh, Devin Booker is exactly who we thought he was for all these years, and now he's finally getting a chance to show it. Chris Paul keeps showing that he's the, in my opinion, the best leader in the NBA. I don't think there's a, you know. And then again, for, oh, but Dame, no, we're not talking about Dame. Again, uh, about this Chris is Paul. another take that you had that over time has people. Now are saying why isn't Chris Paul getting an MVP talk? Yeah, like I mean, because you know why he's averaging thirteen and and nine or yeah. whatever. So you look at that and say that's not worthy Valuable. of an MVP. Yeah, that's not you know. But yeah, you look at where Phoenix was last year and you just added this one player, and what do you know? They're in the second seed in the West. Like that's that's value, and so they should kind of look at those. I always thought the NBA should go to like a. A player of the year and a most valuable player, like a most outstanding player and a most valuable player, because they are two very different things. Yeah, criteria criteria has changed over the last few years as well. It changes every year. So one year, so (laughs) it's usually so it used to be best player, best team. Then they took away from best player, best team, and then it became well, who got the best stats and the triple double, and then it was back to you know, well, you can't have MVP if your record is this, but now Dame and and, and Steph are kind of in the MVP race, or at least Steph is. I don't think Dame is really in that as much anymore, but at least Steph is. But it's just it changes every year. That's why I think they need two awards that mean two totally different things. Best player, most valuable. Yeah. Two very different things. <sighs> LeBron will win the best player award every year. <laughs> yeah. More than likely, he'd win it every year. Yeah, he wouldn't have to bitch and moan about it as much often if he was winning best player every year. Um, you know, I, I was actually looking, I was watching the Knicks game yesterday and I was really thinking this is just kind of a quick tangent, Matt. And this is what we were talking about, like teams not wanting to develop players and wanting to win now. And this is what exactly the Lakers did by, you know, trading their team for Anthony Davis and it worked out for them, right? They got their title. They did. But could you imagine a Lakers team right now with LeBron James, Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, D'Angelo Russell, 
Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench, Josh Hart coming off the bench, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope. He was a Laker before LeBron got there, him coming off the bench and then insert whatever other players that LeBron wants to have on the team. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it goes to show that, man, sometimes you, even the Lakers, the great Lakers, the 17-time champions are smart enough to know that we've got to change something here. Let's make some moves and figure this out. Again, it, it was the whole, like, do we want to go through this player development thing where do we, want to win we have talent, we have these high draft picks, but we have LeBron James, and he wants to win now, and we have a top player in the league, just like the Blazers have a top player in the league, Damian Lillard, just like the Nuggets, they have Jokic, and they say, you know what, let's get Aaron Gordon. Let's add a top piece. And the Clippers, it's like, well, we're going to get Kawhi Leonard. We need to add another top piece to that. Let's go get Paul George. The Nuggets. We have the Jazz. We have Devin Booker, and we just drafted this big DeAndre Ayton, and who we need to bring let's bring in Chris Paul so we can make the most out of this team we got the jazz and yeah we have Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert but we need to bring in a top player and you know what Mike Conley has a ridiculous contract but you know what he's He's gonna gonna make this team a hell of a lot better and bring bring this all together and I mean look at it now and so you see that the Blazers have had chances to bring in some top tier guys top talent in the league and again you said it earlier in the show it's like when a player like james harden puts portland on their short list of teams you, you make gotta it make, happen you, gotta, you make it happen you have to make you, that it's, move. you go all in at that point and say yes we will do this and you know what my favorite thing about that i know we're gonna break but one of my favorite things to hear during that whole process of possibly getting james harden was well he doesn't fit the culture in portland what culture what tell me what the culture in Portland is? Man. It's it's first play first first round losses. And there was a text that came in, you know, months ago when that was all going down. It was like culture is what a team sells when they know they can't win a championship. Boom. And that's what uh, I mean. Really, that's what the Blazers have been doing for the last five six years now. Is that the culture that this team has with Dame and CJ? They're all really close and they're friends and they hang out. All right, that's cool. That's great. You don't want to have another Blazers, uh, Jail Blazers era. You don't want to have teams fighting each other and coach and player riffs and awkward press conferences and shots being fired and players telling things to reporters about other players and passive aggressiveness. That's cool and all, but after a while, you want to see that culture get you results. And what, what, a, a, what a great time in basketball, though. <laughs> the jailblazer era, man. What a fun. Zach Randolph was really here in Portland just doing the most. Cool dude. You never met Zach Randolph. Super cool dude, but he was with all the smoke. I mean, I emulate that little jab step jumper that he has on the court. Doesn't always work out, but no. Man, no. that jab step that he would just hit you with five, I remember, six times and then just pull up. I remember when he became a star. It was uh uh the Blazers were playing the 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 Mavericks in the first round. And they're about to get swept. And then they decide to put in the rookie, uh, Zach Randolph. And for th- he bought the Blazers back into the series. They end up losing the series still, but he bought them back in that series. And after that, like, they were comfortable with trading Sheed and the rest is history. Here come the Jail Blazers, for sure, like the real Jail Blazers. Not like the Rashid and Bonzi Jail Blazers, but, like, these ones. I'm talking Quintel Woods, high and giving the, giving the police officer his, his friend's trading card. 
<laughs> if you remember, if you guys remember, Franz Brea used to put NBA like Blazers trading cards inside yeah. a loaf of a bre- loaf of bread. I actually I have a couple of those. I went through my trading cards a few weeks ago, and I was like, Franz Bread, yeah. what the hell is so this? That's what Quintel Woods gave the Portland police officer when he got pulled over. It's like, no, I have my ID, but I have this. Look, this is me. Don't you know who I am? He's posing like the picture in the. In the this in is the, a Franz Bread trading card. This is just as good as a government issued yes, ID. Yes, go run it now. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, we got a half hour left. We'll figure it out. Um, Ooh, good move, Peyton Pritchard. Oh, yeah. Good for Peyton Pritchard. He's been having a great year. Man, 22 points on Friday night, man. Peyton Pritchard, man, shout out to Peyton. He is one of the coldest kids I ever saw play. Four straight state championships here in Oregon. I don't think he lost a game except for maybe in the Schwab. Let's talk a little bit of the other NBA because, like I said, I watched the Knicks yesterday, and they're streaking. They've won nine in a row. Uh, the 76ers, they're top of the Eastern Conference. The Nets, obviously, that's everyone's proverbial favorite to win the East, but I got a concern about them that I want to bring up. So let's just uh, take a look at the NBA landscape. Let's do it. All right. Coming up next here on Sports Sunday on Tanny the Fan, but first, Sports Center update. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Mama, please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night. Let's get down to business here, Rashad. Let's take a look at the rest of the NBA landscape. And I, I was going to pose this question to you guys last week with Hate or Love It, but I think we were up against the clock. The Nets' big three, Durant. Irving and Harden, they have only played together a combined 138 minutes this season, which if you, you know, divide it by 48 minutes, a full game, that's less than four games they play together. No time at all. At all. And that that that's what I'm saying is that leads me to believe like we are again, we're like three weeks away from the season ending and playoffs starting. Durant has missed the last three games with a left leg contusion or whatever. Harden is out indefinitely with whatever he's dealing with. Uh, Kyrie is now apparently Muslim and going through Ramadan, so he might, you know, change religion next week and might have a ritual. I mean, that guy, he I don't know what he's on every week. He might be missing the first week of the playoffs because of something going on. Like, that team to me just gives me so many worries that I understand the talent is so good that if they come together all at the same time and start playing the playoffs, maybe they will just look like idiots. And it's like, all right, there's just so much talent and skill there that they're that they run the table. But to me, the Sixers, the way that they've been playing the Bucks, obviously they've played a lot better since the beginning of the season, the Celtics, they're starting to play a lot better with Jalen Brown. He's falling out. Jason Tatum's looking great. Um, Again, Knicks, they've won nine in a row. What do you know? I mean, uh, you know, let's give uh, give props where props are due. But, I mean, like, dude, I look at the Nets, and, again, maybe the talent is just so immense that once they are on the court together, it's just not even going to matter. Just, you, okay, your turn. Here's the ball. Your turn. Here's the ball. And they just run through everybody in the East. But that just – when I saw that the other day, only 138 minutes together, like, when was the last time we saw those three – to get, play together, a oh, man like when first few games January, of the season. Yeah, it was. It this, was a, I mean, it was a long time ago. It's been a while since we've seen 
all three of them on the floor at the same time. And so we keep seeing some iteration of them. So it'll be Harden and Kyrie. And, you know, but either way, or it, it works. It's so weird. Like, I still don't think there's a team in the East that, I, I mean, as good as Philadelphia is and has been. And Doc Rivers deserves a lot of credit for really coaching that Philly team up to be as good as they are. Like, I mean, he's one of those guys that doesn't get as much credit as a head coach just because maybe it's because he gets um, superstar players at every, you know, at every stop. You know, he's in Orlando. He gets T-Mac. He goes to Boston, and he gets to work with KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. Then he goes to the Clippers, and he gets Chris Paul. Like, you know, he's got nothing but star players. But this is this is the time when he got young star players, and he's coached this team up to be um, really, really good. But outside of that, like, I'm looking at the rest of the East and saying, if these three guys are on the floor together, doesn't matter. There's, there's, it doesn't matter. It just, it honestly doesn't matter. And I guess the one kind of cautionary tale you would look at is the Clippers from last year. And I think people got came down on Paul George, but he wasn't wrong in what he said. You know, and if he says that at the beginning of the year, do you know how you know how people crush him for saying that this team isn't built to win a championship yet? Yeah. Do you know what people will say to Paul George? Oh, you're soft and you're not this and you're not Are that. Are you kidding me? Are you not kidding yeah. me? But the fact that it came out after they lost made it look like sour grapes. Like, yeah. oh, well, we weren't ready to win this year anyway. But it was true. They hadn't played together. They A similar situation that you're talking about with the Nets happened with the Clippers last year between um, Paul George, Kawhi, and Patrick Beverly not being on the floor at the same time. They hadn't had any time together on the floor. And then they got out there and things just fell apart. This is a situation where Patrick James Harden's clearly better than Patrick Beverly at the point guard position. <laughs> so he's okay with Maybe passing up shots. Maybe not defensively, but yes, obviously I'll take James Harden. <laughs> he's been better defensively, but yeah, it's 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 one of those things. Like, you know, he's he knows he's the offensive guru for that group. And then Kyrie was smart enough to say, James, you're the point guard. I'm going to go to my natural habitat, which is shooting the ball. That's where Kyrie is comfortable. And then Kevin Durant is just a... With and this is why I'm I'm really excited for Clay Thompson to come back, man. When when KD's on the floor, he doesn't miss a beat. Like you would never be able to tell that he was hurt for as long as he was. Do you remember when he came back in the finals, and he had like their first like eleven points or something like that, just straight bang 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 three pointer. Then on, he got hurt. And I mean, even just the beginning of this year, first game of the year, they played the Warriors and it was firing. Like, okay, firing. Like, okay, this dude is really good. So I'm not concerned about KD coming on the floor. When he's on the floor and he's ready to play, he's going to do his thing. You know what I mean? When yeah. James Harden's on the floor and ready to play, he's going to do his thing. The one person I have concern about is Kyrie, because if Kyrie doesn't score for you, then what does he do well for you? Like which, James Harden could not score for you and still give you 20 assists. Which is funny, too, because, like, watching Kyrie this year, like, again, I started this segment by saying, like, you never know what's going on in his head, and he could miss a week because he's got personal issues or he's, you know, doing something on his own beat, like, you never know with him, but when he's been playing this year, Kyrie has been on one. Like that dude, like this year has been the year where I've gained more appreciation for Kyrie's game, yes. which is ironic because he is, like I said, he's been in and out of the lineup doing what he wants, and he just he is an enigma. He is like just one of the more weird dude. He is a very interesting dude. And I just hope that everything but watching is- this game this year, I've just been like floored. Like man, that dude, he is just he cooks. He's different. He and I hope so that everything good. is going okay in his head like i know mental health is um one of those things that we don't talk about enough especially in the black community apparently he converted to islam i had no idea that's awesome and and he's going through ramadan and if it works for you then man good then good luck to you i hope i hope you're finding what it is because clearly Kyrie's looking for something and so hopefully he finds whatever he's looking for in, in in his new religion but 
Um, I know the people that do really need him, his family um, and his teammates, you know, and so hopefully he can figure out some happy medium between, because I'm sure there are lots of Muslim players in the NBA um, that celebrate Ramadan. I'm not sure how many of them are actually missing games and missing time, though. So uh, Kyrie has a lot to, you know, a, a, a lot to kind of prove to himself, to everybody else. But uh, I'm not concerned about this Nets team. I think when they're on the floor together, it's going to work out just fine. You think they're getting that? Do you think the Lakers kind of get the same sentiment where it's like once AD and LeBron come back? I yeah. mean, we haven't heard word on LeBron yet, but it's yeah. like once those two dudes are back on the court, it's like, eh, well, it's the West is for the uh, Lakers to lose. And I think LeBron is one of those guys that he he's loving this time away, this time off, this relaxed time, because he knows when he gets to the finals or to the, to the playoffs, man, he's going to play 44 minutes a game. Like, that's just the way it's going to go. Like, he's if you're talking uh, – um, and obviously, I know there's not – you know, that he's not going to play 44 minutes, but he might play 48 minutes, you know, every single night. That's just the way that he works. So he can he's definitely benefiting from this time off. But once the ball goes up and it's Lakers versus anybody, like, I don't doubt that the Lakers are going to win. The Blazers have made this season tough, and it feels like every – week every game my heart is getting ripped out of my chest but for a change Rashad on Friday night after the Blazers game I got to watch somebody else's heart ripped out of their chest and that was a certain movie that I'm talking about that oh. I want to I want to talk about that next just to wrap up the show because if you have not seen Mortal Kombat and you want a terrible spoiler alert if you want a terrible movie that is fun and entertaining kind of like fast and furious wait a minute mortal Kombat is for you oh, well, i don't like where you're going with this but we'll <laughs> talk about it yeah we'll finish the show up next on sports sunday on 1080 the fan weekends were made for sports this is sports sunday with mike and rashad on 1080 the fan one of the best video game theme songs of all time. I love it. What'd you say? I'm in here grooving, bro. That's what I'm saying. I, you just made my point. One of the best video game theme songs of all time. Scorpion. Yeah, this game was oh, this 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 song was awesome from the from the movie. This song was better than the actual movie. I have not seen the 95 movie in a long time. Yeah, I went to the theater to go see it at the Lloyd Center. The, the 95 one? Absolutely. Um, this new one I did see, though. I watched it on Friday night. There was some sort of, like, guilty pleasure inside of me that it was, like, when I saw the trailers, where I was like, I want to watch that. That didn't happen with Kong versus Godzilla. There wasn't any of these new releases, the Justice League or anything like that. There was nothing that. That was, like, five hours long for no reason. Yeah, it was the, the Snyder cut. Stupid. The stupid um, cut. <laughs> But basically, I was like, whenever I saw the trailer for Mortal Kombat, I was like, I, I want to see that. I, I do want to watch that, actually. And it did not disappoint because I went in with low expectations because I felt like it would be cheesy. And it was. It wasn't like the dialogue in that movie was not good. The main character, spoiler alert, he isn't even a character in the game. I think he's in like one of the 
like off kind of games, like one of the mission games? If he is, I had never seen him. But the main guy in the movie is like who the story is, you know, the plot device essentially to move the story along is not a character I remember playing growing up at all. And they literally give him plot armor halfway through the movie so that way he doesn't die off because he's about to get ripped in half by Goro. Yeah. But that movie definitely fulfilled my mind-numbing action movie, karate, gore, blood, fighting, everything appetite that I had in the movie that I haven't seen in a while. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll definitely give it that. Like, it was... Um... It was a little bit of kind of some kind of gory at points, you know. Oh, there are uh, there some moments that watching, I was like, "Damn, oh my God!" I'm like, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Looking, I was like, "Oh my God!" Like that's that's crazy. But for the most part, just you know, if you were a young teenager or a, a preteen when Mortal Kombat first came out, then you're going to enjoy this movie. Um, if you've never played the game before, if you don't know much about the characters or the backstory, then you probably won't enjoy it as much. You know, but if you like kung fu movies and stuff, like I think it's a pretty good uh, action movie as far as the karate and some of those other things. But yeah, for man, sure. I was, I was honestly the fact that they made it rated R. Like if they haven't learned anything from like the movie Joker and uh, the, the the Deadpool, you know, movie and stuff like that. Like sometimes that R rating just gives you just more freedom to to tell a story. And when you're talking about Mortal Kombat where they're ripping, literally ripping heads off and the spinal cord is still attached to it and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. I don't think like, there's any way you can't yeah, make you, that movie rated and, R. And I think that's why the first two movies kind of, there was no blood and guts. Yeah. And there was none of that stuff. And it's so it's kind of like, yeah. all right, well, yeah, it's Mortal Kombat. Those are the characters. But, you know, how do we make this cool without, you know, all the, the blood and guts and stuff like that? So it was really cool to see. I know it sounds weird, but uh, the, the R rating kind of made the movie a little more badass. So I was like, ooh, that's... Kind of dope, and then like nice little foreshadowing for uh, a future movie and stuff. So yeah, oh, yeah, I thought it was cool. I mean, in today's age, you gotta mil uh, milk that cash cow in any way that you can. Oh man, you have to go for the gusto today. And so, uh, no Johnny Cage in this movie. Sorry, spoiler alert. If you're expecting to see your guy Johnny Cage, uh, he is not. Instead, you, know, you get in Cole Young. Instead, yeah, Cole Young. <laughs> Who, cool, man. Again, not a part of any of the games that I ever played, that's for sure. So, yeah, they could have gave him, like, you know, Striker or something like that. Like, make him a cop. You know, <laughs> made it, make it Striker. It's like, okay, well, Striker's going to the tournament. And, you and know. I don't want to spoil too much, but there's definitely, they could have gone a different route with the main character for sure. But um, They could have, but if you're, if you're a fan of the video game or whatever, your, your fandom will be, okay, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. I enjoyed it. I had a fun time watching it. Um. Again, just I, I prefaced it in the last segment, but after getting my heart ripped out Friday night, I wanted to see it happen to someone else on the yeah. TV screen. Dang. And it actually did happen. I was like, you know, being, you know, just kind of joking. But no, you you do get to see a heart ripped out in that out movie. Out of a man, yeah. Uh, uh, Kano, by the way. Steals the show. He steals was fantastic. He's, he's, he's <laughs> the best person in the movie. For again, sure. Again, like we're not going to give too much away, but the one thing you should know is no Johnny Cage. Kano steals the show. Expect blood and guts. And there is a good homage to um, Liu Kang as well, as far as like one of the moves that you could spam with him in the game. Oh yeah, the yeah. Le the leg sweep. Yeah, there's definitely hit yeah, right. Just get him in the get somebody in the corner and just leg, leg sweep. sweep the hell out of him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All game. You know what I mean? So although everybody could do the leg sweep, but oh, looks like Kimball Walker is going back to the locker room for the Celtics. That's never good. Oh god. He's important for 
the Celtics run moving forward. They've just finally got to a place to where they're feeling more and more comfortable. Jalen Brown has obviously gotten better. The best player, Jason Tatum, just continues to impress as he scores there, but looks like he's good calls for a charge. But without without Kemba Walker at the point guard spot, I don't know how how deep this team makes it in the playoffs. They end up running into a fatality. Fatality. At some point. In Somebody's going to rip out Eastern their arms. <laughs> so hopefully they can, you know, it's not serious with Kemba. But, yeah, if you get a chance to check out Mortal Kombat sometime uh, over the next day or so, uh, do it because you already know within the next within the next day the spoiler is going to be all over the place. Crank so. up the sound bar, put the kids to bed. Most definitely put the kids yeah, to bed. Don't let the, I thought <laughs> I'd let my son watch this with me. Probably not. Good he's move, nine, yeah. but, yeah, just not. This is, yeah, he's not ready for this one. No, not at all. Rashad, thanks for rolling with me on this Sunday. Oh, no, great job in the, in the one chair, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mike will be back with us next week. But he can stay gone if he wants bro, to. You know, last week, my, my back was starting to heal up from carrying the show the last three weeks. And right again, have to carry it yeah, this week. Yeah. Strong back, tired of though, this, man. all right? Strong back. I love it. I will be missing a Sunday here shortly. I am going to play 18 holes of golf at some point. So just expect that text to roll through on hopefully a Saturday or Maybe I hit you guys with a Sunday one hour before the show starts like Mike did. Do it. I'm okay with it. I can man, I can do the show on my own. Thanks to the text line, all the hot blazer takes. You guys were on fire today. And thank you, everybody that tuned in to this sports Sunday. You go out and enjoy your Sunday as much as you can. It seems uh, sun's trying to peek out of some of those gray clouds out there. So if you can get outside for a little bit, do so. Blazers at 1 o'clock today. Hopefully they don't spoil your Sunday but if not go out and enjoy it and thank you for tuning in on this sports Sunday on 1080 the fan have a great rest of your day everybody